tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome back, AfterBuzzers. We are here doing the Salem AfterBuzz TV after show. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. Joining me, I have... Bobby DeMiro. What's going on, Marissa? How are you? I'm good. How are you, Bobby? Uh, exhausted. A little frustrated because it's Salem night. Although they weren't too bad today. This was not a bad episode. No, it actually wasn't. Yeah. We are here doing episode Till Death Do Us Part. Was there any death in this episode other than the two guys that died in the forest? The, it, and the guy who got lit on fire, but none of the important guys. No. Or girls. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. We'll get there. Okay. But welcome back, everybody. Thank you all for listening and commenting. But before we actually delve into this episode, we just want to take a quick moment to let you guys know, please go to podcastone.com. Just fill out, you know, the very important listener survey. It allows us to know the, how well we're doing, how well you love the show, how well you love AfterBuzz in general. So just go over there, podcastone.com. We love it and keep sending your tweets, comments, everything about the show. And it only takes a few minutes of your time. It, r- it really helps us out here at AfterBuzz. And just, you know, hearing back from you, any feedback, you get those, very appreciated. If, if, if people give feedback, you get those frickin' Salem hosts off the air. All they do is complain about the show. Seriously. I want to say that we actually got a nice comment on iTunes. So, t- um, Sci-Fi Tareen gave us a nice five-star comment on iTunes. He said, Bobby and Marissa are on fleek. I love that. That's on amazing. Fleek. On That's fleek. That's nice. That's the more updated version of On Point. <laughs> but he says, or she says, Bobby and Marissa are great hosts. The dichotomy of enthusiasm and frustration they have for Salem is just as entertaining as the show. I hope they are able to line up more guests because I really enjoy them as well. So do we. Anyone who likes watching Salem will definitely like this podcast. Very nice. I like how they talked about the frustration because I feel like we're just being real on here. Yes. Like, when it sucks, man, it sucks. Like, you got to call out <laughs> stuff that sucks. You have to. And that doesn't mean we hate it. It doesn't no. mean we dread watching it. But it does mean that, like, there's certain scenes where we're like, no, we can't. I think it just comes out of frustration because we know it could be better. Oh, 100%. We know it has the ability to be better. 100%. So, and and also just, I think for tonight's episode, my first initial reactions, if we're going to go that route, I'd say the first half of this episode was really good, and then the second half fizzled out for me. How about you? I I didn't feel that. Where, Where did the fizzle start for you? I think the whole showdown between Mary and Von Marburg and what was going on. I think the moment where Mary went to the ship, it just, for me, it felt like it just slowed down. Interesting. I I thought the whole episode moved okay. I was all right with most of it. I thought this was one of the better Salem episodes in the last few weeks. We had one or two that were good a couple weeks ago, a couple that were real bad in the last few weeks. I thought this one was in that good half overall. Okay. Well, while we're talking about Mary, let's get into her. Oh, God, we, thank we, you. we have the whole now, I don't even want to call it showdown, but she faces Von Marburg trying to get her son. 
Going what? into Von Marburg's, what was it, soul? Yeah, the ship is the soul. The soul. And finding the, I mean, she called it a relict. Relict. With a T. Is that different than a relic? <laughs> Are you looking it up I, right now? <laughs> I am. A thing that has survived from an earlier period of primitive form. Oh, So okay. it's it's a tangible object. Okay. Well, so is a relic, but... <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the same definition yeah. of relic. But now there's, there's a legit definition to it. A thing that has survived. Okay, that's just weird. Because the thing, so, how long has Van Marburg been alive? Well, and the thing didn't survive. The, this is what drove me crazy about this a little bit. Actually, this was one thing that I noticed about this episode. Von Marburg was talking about the Crusades and the Inquisition, correct? Yes. So she's been alive for you know a couple centuries a long at least. Time. Um, long time. Mary is new to witchcraft, and when I say new to witchcraft, in the the scheme of witchcraft and the centuries that von Marburg has been alive, and apparently the centuries that Magistrate Hale had been a witch, yes, Mary's been a witch for about eight and a half seconds, and she's the in one in von Marburg's timeline, yes, exactly, and she's the one. Mary is the one to open up the grand rite, and so it almost did a disservice to the sh- the basic premise of the show to learn how long von marburg has been a witch because i'm looking at mary now and i'm like rookie you don't know what the hell you're doing well, and we yeah. knew that we knew mary's been playing we knew mary's you know lost for a long time and countess but- always says it every time she interacts with mary it's like you don't know what you're in for i'm way more powerful than you are yada da 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 but does it do a disservice to the show to be like mary is such a newcomer she's been a witch for literally like 8 seconds in a way to a disservice only because they're wasting our time constantly repeating themselves in three thousands of different ways yeah it's the same thing over and over again, just different ways. And why now? Why Mary? Because I know why Mary, because we have the damn show Salem, but why Mary in the witch realm? Because Mary is not the best witch. She's proven it time and again. I mean, she's powerful, she's cunning, whatever, but she's also struggled to form alliances. She, who knows what the hell happened to Tituba? Yeah, but I think it's just also Countess's frustrations with Mary, because we know Countess did it the first time. And she failed miserably at that, but now Mary is in charge of the second time, and Mary's not doing anything with it. And Countess is like, uh, girl, get off your ass, let's do it. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. The Cliff Notes version. I just feel like my eyes almost, like, glaze over starting to think about this stuff because I'm racking my brain to go back to season one. Uh, we've heard, you know, Mary is powerful. Multiple people have said that in the mm-hmm. know. Multiple witches have said that, and I get it, but, like... It's almost like we haven't been sold that she's powerful, and yet we're still being forced to believe it. You know, Mary's a newcomer. She's been a witch for a couple of years. Oh, but she's going to do the grand right. She's the one. And I'm sitting here looking back to the first season and looking really big picture, and I'm like, well, wait a second. Why is Mary the one? Mm-hmm. Mary hasn't, she's, she's, you know, average. Well, she's the one that has more motivation to do it. But Why? That is the question. Well, I mean, really, why? I think it's more so it might be herself just trying to prove to society and what the Essex witch has always thought of her, that she wasn't as powerful. I guess. it's And maybe it's just a selfish way that she's trying to prove, no, I am. Look at me do this. But yet I haven't done it. (laughs) It's taken me two seasons. And maybe I am way way off base and if i am let me know kind of respectfully you know you can call me names but like let's be no real. Don't no but but the name maybe oh. maybe i'm way off base but that is the central premise to the show the grand right is the central driving force for these two seasons now oh, goodness. I, so something about it still 
doesn't connect. I understand the rules. I'm not talking about that. I mean the the more esoteric storyline. Like something about this grand right, I don't know if I've ever been convinced by it. And I think that is why I'm so frustrated with the show. Because I've never been sold on like Mary's the one who starts the grand right because she has to and has this burning reason. She's Johnny come lately with witches. You know? She's the mm-hmm. rookie. She's been a witch for eight damn seconds. Am I wrong? No, you're very right. And now, you mentioning this is making me just try to think back in season one. Why did she even start it? But why does she even want to still keep doing it? I think that's the question. I I just, and I, like, I understand you can't, you know, put the thing back, put the cork back in the bottle once it's off. So I understand Mm -hmm. you can't just be like, oh, just kidding, turn it off. You can't do that. But, like. But the comment's coming, so it has to go down. Oh, God. Another episode. Did, did I not say last week we're going to have to wait one, maybe two episodes? Yep. Of course we're going to have to wait two episodes. It's not the finale yet. Mm-hmm. It's just frustrating that like we're getting the same story and yet nothing's progressed. This show was real campy in season one. Oh, it's so campy. And that's awesome. But and I think that's why we love it because yeah, of its campiness. Tons of campy shows can succeed. And kitschy. <laughs> tons of them. You know, in a very different way, a show like Arrested Development. You know, weird niche shows. I never watched that show. But that was com- I mean, it's different than Witches. It's comedy. But weird, you know, quote-unquote non-traditional shows, a little, whether it's supernatural or weird humor or whatever you might have, there's a lot of shows that can succeed like that. But season two... I don't know if it doubled down on the campiness and that doesn't work. I don't know if it went way the hell out the window with Supernatural like it did in some of these sex scenes the other day, a couple weeks ago. Whatever it is, I'm like, what the hell happened to this show? Really, what the hell happened to this show? My thing is, I don't know what direction they're going with this show. I don't think they do. I think it's the problem because maybe they don't know if they're even going to get a season Three to that, say if they should keep more stories going or if they should introduce new stories for season three or if they're just trying to literally tie up everything. That could be, and, and a lot of shows deal with that. If you don't know, because you film and write these things so far in advance. You still haven't heard any yeah. mention of a season three as of yet. Yeah, if you don't know, you gotta, you know. But I think that's the problem. They have so many stories going on right now, they don't know where they're going. They're literally in limbo, which... It's it's unfortunate just for storytelling and it's, it's frustrating. I just something I don't know what the hell happened. Maybe I'm just a, a an old miser who hates the world, but I feel like some <laughs> of my criticisms are legitimate. I feel like this show's gone off the rails a little bit and not ridiculousness. I know the sex scene with uh, Wainwright and the stars and stuff mm-hmm. that was jumping the shark. That was crazy. Totally. But besides that, this has gone off the rails in a more esoteric is the best word in a more esoteric sense like i can't say what it was but there's such a change between season one and season two it has everything to do with tituba being not particularly intriguing you know intriguing at all of a character and we didn't have her tonight and i realized after we finished the episode that she wasn't even which is really sad for a character to notice that she wasn't even there and it has everything to do with John Alden appearing for 10 seconds in about five straight episodes. Thankfully, tonight he's within the first couple minutes. And John Alden needs to take a shower. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, he's been in the woods dude, I know time. he's been in the woods, but he's had time to take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> I just but hygiene's a big thing of mine. It's so the king just needs to take a bath. It's 1692. But there's you see a bunch of baths going on in every single episode. You know, he should just take one. <laughs> All right. Fair I mean, enough. little John even got a freaking bath. Yeah, little John did get a freaking bath. Okay, but 
going back to Mary, I don't want to like just start our whole show just like out of all of our frustrations. But but that's a legitimate but, question. Like I want to hear from people about that because yeah. if I'm off base, like let me know. Are you with us? Are you just as frustrated as we are? Let us know. Yeah. Okay. With Mary in this whole somewhat of a showdown yeah. with Countess, did you like how they executed this? I personally thought it was somewhat anticlimactic. Are we talking about the whispers at the end when they're like 30 feet away from each other? But they're whispering, I will get you. No, I will get you. That's it. I didn't see it, though, man's whispers. I saw it as general conversation. But they were talking so low. They were like feet away from each other in the woods. There's stuff going on, and they're both like, I will get you. Oh, no, I will get you. I think it was just like power play getting into each other's heads. I'm stronger than you. No, I'm stronger than you. It was just so, it was, they both, I don't know, it was a weird decision. But, um, I don't know if I saw it as anticlimactic. I guess you can make that argument a little bit. I, think I liked... I'm oh, sorry. I think it was just nothing happened, Oh, yeah, really. for sure. I liked how Mary has nothing to lose anymore, and finally she realizes that. It's been that way for a while. But now maybe because John Jr. is so central to her, which, by the way, is another storyline I'm having trouble buying that he is so central to her because he just came up on the scene two seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but because he's so central to her... She has nothing to lose once he is gone, and so she's like, your relict, your ship, my life, my boy, F it all, I need my kid, and if I don't, yeah. kill me. I'm like, yeah. okay, now we can go somewhere. I'm very prepared to die. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they would actually kill Mary? Being a lead character in the show, being the lead, depending, do you think they would actually kill her? Depending on how they did it. It could be the greatest decision this show has ever made. The only way a show like this redeems itself at this point, not necessarily for another season or whatever, but just to wrap things up, is to do something insane. You know, go Mm -hmm. so far over the top with something. And it has to make sense in the storyline. John can't turn out to be like, you know, a computer genius from the year 2300 who's gone back in time. That would be bad. But that would be interesting. (laughs) That would be terrible. Shoot. (laughs) We're talking about time periods. Why not? (laughs) But if they, that was a crazy prediction that shouldn't happen. I mean, we've already gone off the rails once. If if they killed Mary, or somebody like that, we're speculating, but if they killed Mary, I'd be like, you know what? I'm with it. All right. I'm with it. I, you know what, I would be okay with it too. Yeah. Because if it was a means to an end, yeah, sure. Yeah, if it made not? relative sense in the storyline, but was if crazy. If it ends the grand right, yeah. go for it. Yeah. Finally, the story's over. I, I Listen, I better see a grand right between now and the end of season two. Whether or not it comes right. back for season three, I need to see a grand right in the next three weeks, period, point blank, end of story. Yes, absolutely. I think Mary could be the biggest ultimate martyr. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. If they can kill Buffy twice, spoiler alert, <laughs> they could kill Mary. That show aired like 12 years ago. <laughs> I don't care. It's still relevant. All right. <laughs> but I'm I'm just saying, if you can kill your lead character, but properly end a storyline, do it. Yeah. Do yeah, it. I think so. You've effectively, you haven't killed John, but you've really isolated him the last few weeks, and we moved on without that. Now I know mm-hmm. he's back, and he has a central role again. But if you can do that with him, why can't you go the next step with him or somebody else? Yeah. Did you like the fact that John, older John, actually had something to do? In fact, he came in last minute and swept up little John. Listen, and not only that, he swept up Cotton. He saved Cotton's life four yeah. minutes in. So this Four is a guy, in. and I'm yes. like, and I'm like, wait a second, and we paused it to look at how many <laughs> yeah. minutes into the show he was. But this is like, wait a second, this is a guy, this is a lead, you know, a star. This is your lead man, your leading yep. man, mm-hmm. and oh my god, he's doing leading man things within four minutes. This is the way it should be. Sorry, 
No, don't be sorry because <laughs> it, it's true. It's that was awesome when he when he swept up Cotton, and then the two of them kind of got back. Not quite the bromance, but it's. Close. I think we're getting there. I, ju- I shouted out yeah. to you. It's like you got your bromance back. We did not just me, man. Commenters all over. We want the Cotton John bromance. Yeah, but I think it's not, not just those two, but we're getting Cotton John and Mary back. The whole gang's back together. Yeah, it's like the Blues Brothers movie, man. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting the band back together. Band back. Such a good movie. <laughs> um, yes, but everyone, I think it's for storytelling. They're getting all the main characters who we kind of fell in love with. When they were together the first season, yeah. get them back together in the second season, then it's going to go down. Isaac's back. Because that's the only way to do it. Isaac's back. Isaac is back. Poor Isaac. I Hashtag feel, poor Isaac. Here, here's the thing, and not to harp on the way this season ends, but I think it's important because this season, we can see it all wrapping up. Not just the Grand Rite, but all the main characters are back now. Mm-hmm. John's back. Tituba, you can leave her. I'm Whatever. sorry. I don't care. Done. Um, but you know she's coming back. But John's back. Cotton's here to stay. Him and Anne get married. We'll talk about that in a second. But are they wrapping up for a huge season two finale? Or, God, I hope this doesn't happen, are they going to leave us on another cliffhanger? Because at the time they produced these, maybe they thought they were going to get a third season. Whatever it is. My thing is, if they left us on a cliffhanger for season three, what would it be? Would it be the aftermath of the Grand Rite if they executed it? Would it be a whole nother villain coming into the Salem? Well, what if, would it be? If they left us on a cliffhanger and got a season three, I think another villain would be a good idea. They yeah. need to introduce a character. Anyways, you can't go with Von Marburg for another season because if you get to the Grand Rite or whatever it is to the next season, you will have vanquished Von Marburg. Mm-hmm. She'll have to go one way or the other. Uh, so it'd have to be another character or villain. I just... I hope it wraps up. I hope I, I want to see a resolution of some kind, whatever it is. I just want to see something. Resolution for who? Everybody. 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 I want to, if I'm writing it, Tituba dies. That would have happened about seven episodes ago. Yes. Uh, and every season one, when they tortured her, <laughs> they should kill her. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody else wraps up. I just, I can see it coming. There's three weeks left or whatever. And my biggest fear is it's not going to wrap up. Yeah, same here. Okay. <laughs> let's get let's get into Mary and Sebastian. What do we think of Sebastian's interaction tonight? And he is quite the uh, devil. He's, He's just, such an a-hole. It's just another backstabber in a world of backstabbers, right? Yeah. And we've been exposed to Sebastian, the character, before because he backstabbed and did much worse to Wainwright when he pushed him in the damn crags. So we know Sebastian is kind of capable of this stuff, and he doesn't give a damn. And he's so loyal to Von Marburg. That Do you think so? Because now I'm seeing more frustration between Sebastian and Von Marburg. I am too, but I think at this point still he's loyal to her. because it's Blind loyalty. Yeah, and not that she hasn't given him a reason not to be busy. He is frustrated with her, but who's she going to replace in his world? If he, he can't go out on his own because at this point he can't go out with Mary. Now seeing what's happened to Mary, what mm-hmm. he's done to Mary with the fornication charge with Hawthorne, he's not going Team Mary. So who's he going to go to? He's not going to Cotton and John because those guys are trying to kill him. Um, so it's like, well, where would where would you have Sebastian go? But Sebastian, you know, calling out Mary for fornication. Do you think that was for Von Marburg? I think that was more so selfish reasons on his own part. Like he's taking Mary down on his own accord. It, Not Bob Marburg. It could be. That's interesting. I see. I I see Sebastian having a lot of authority 
complexes going oh, on. Oh, for sure. Right oh, 100%. Now. Totally. 100%. It's his whole power struggle. He's trying. Mary's always saying he's more powerful than he is, more powerful, which, yeah, we know that. But, and then Countess always kind of sending him in ways. So he has like different forces against him, always saying he's this, he's that. And he's, I think, is for selfish reasons. And I. It might be an early prediction, but he's going against Marburg. He's turning on him. I'm with you on that. Do you think he strikes out on his own then? He doesn't have an ally. That's hard because I I can't I still can't trust him. But I see him going against Marburg. I can't fully see him go on Mary John and Cotton's side either. I want to keep this thought going so I will not hold this to the prediction section because you guys deserve better at home. I think mm. Sebastian and Mercy, remember her, will link I guess up. She wasn't in tonight's episode she wasn't in either. Tonight episodes either. Shoot, I forgot that. Mercy and Sebastian both, well, especially Mercy, but Sebastian They're now the a little two bit, wild cards. They're wild cards and they look like not loners, but like they could go out alone. And I think it's only a matter of time until they find each other because Mercy's been working with Von Marburg too. And maybe the two of them get together and you have another faction here of these younger, you know, physically younger, I don't know how young they are as well, Mercy's a young Mercy's witch. So I don't young. know how young Sebastian is as a witch, but these physically younger people who maybe they link up, you've got the Mary faction, you've got the Von Marburg fashion, you've got kind of a whole, you know, smorgasbord of crap. Sebastian and Mercy. They're going to pair up and be the, the new generation. I guess. That generation's so effed up. <laughs> Seriously, not that all of them aren't, but that's that's a whole nother crazy. Um, yeah, I just think Sebastian's going to turn, and we're we're seeing it. And I mean, we talked a little bit, but of Isaac, but him now finding Dolly. Dolly's dead. Sorry. Yeah, poor Dolly. Although, were you upset about that? Or did you see that coming? Credit to Sammy Hanratty, who was here what three weeks ago now, I guess, yeah. or a month. It's been a while. A month. Um, credit May. to her for telling us teasing us like oh maybe dolly's not dead and then she comes back for a scene a couple weeks later sammy shout out to you (laughs) you know for for playing her cards close to the vest and not revealing anything but also not bsing us she was right dolly did come back now dolly's gone now yeah now she's dead but she did make an appearance yeah it was just really sad how they showed dolly that she just died with the other girls in her own blood. But that's another wow. relationship that I never got, and we talked to Sammy about it when she was here. I never yeah. have been convinced of the Isaac and Dolly love. Only, you know, <laughs> love in the sense that Isaac is such a sweet guy. He loves everybody. He really does. He's really trusting. He's really caring. Even with Mary, still he struggles with that. Um, and he knows what Mary is now. Yeah, and even i got to give it to Mary saying, no, go, Isaac, run. Leave this place. Yep. She should have. And and this but, guy, I was never convinced of the relationship. And when I look at this scene today, I look at Isaac and Dolly, and I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? Same here. I never got convinced of this thing. I think it was the relationship of convenience. And But they never even sold the convenience. That's the thing. It was just like Dolly was observing Mercy working with Isaac, and then all of a sudden they're like, in love? And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. And even... And, even Isaac said tonight, my love. Like, no, she's Dude. not your love. And I know he's really simple. I know part of the thing is he's a really, I'm saying this nicely, he's a simple guy. Very simple. Right? So that's part of the thing that maybe he falls quickly, not in love, but he's just very trusting. But even so, this Too I, trusting it. This, oh, for sure. But this idea of love with him, I'm like, I'm not. It's skewed. 
I'm not buying it at yeah. all. That's another thing I'm not buying. If you had, if you had time, if you had an hour, I could write down every storyline in the show that I don't buy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the but, only love I buy is John Senior and Mary because that was established from the start. I got that. Well, how about Ann and Cotton? Oh, dude, but that's crazy. You know what, Ann and Cotton? We shouldn't buy Ann and we Cotton. We shouldn't, but, but we, we do. do. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most wonderful love story in the world. It's so great. It redeems this whole show. And don't think for a second that there is not a really specific irony here. That the two two of the best storylines on this show have been Cotton and John's bromance and Cotton and Ann's romance. What the one thing those two things have in common? Cotton. Cotton. Because we love Cotton. Cotton is a great freaking character he's awesome he's phenomenal he drives this show as far as i'm concerned he's intriguing and he's i'd say more human out of everyone because he always questions the world he always has inner conflicts outer conflicts and he's just the more humanistic person that everyone can relate to and it matters that he's an actual human too i know i've talked about this before yeah but he has rules he must live by humanity's rules if he dies he is dead this isn't a witch thing he's not supernatural he's not gonna live for hundreds of years he's mortal so because he lives by those rules you can only write him so far and when you do his stuff has to be believable and it is. And then when weird stuff happens, like he gets a, a, a spell put on him to fall in love with Anne. Well, that's a little weird, but in this realm, I'll believe it. And then the love is so adorable. It's so cute. And <sighs> did did you like they got married? I loved it. I loved it. The 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 look of the the greatest reaction shot in this entire show was when he was leaving Anne right after the marriage, saying, "You know, I hope I'll be back," or whatever he said, Aww. and her crying. Tamsin Merchant crying, that really tight in shot on her, and I can't remember what she said, if she said I love you or said his name or something. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to smile and trying not to cry. Just phenomenal acting. I, when you're an actor, you try not to cry. That's what it is. Because normal people don't cry. Normal people try not to cry. So the bad actors just ball their eyes out. The good actors try to hold it in and it comes out anyways. That's what she was doing. She was trying not to cry. She tried to smile because she loves him and the tears are coming down. And I'm like, dude, I'm right there. That's <laughs> that awesome, phenomenal. Awesome acting on her part. I, I was smitten in yeah. a way just watching this. I was 100%. Like, yes, because we both love it. And then they mentioned the line almost immediately after. Mary said, okay, congratulations, your spell worked. And I'm like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. was under the spell. What do you think is going to happen when Cotton figures out this was all a spell? Was it real love? Was it not? Here's the deal. When Mary did her spell on George Sibley or whatever it was, she never loved him. She was always using him. Mm -hmm. It's not whether Cotton loves Anne. Guys, Anne loves Cotton. Anne loves Cotton. Anne loves him. That's very true. And so when the spell wears off, one of two things is going to happen. Cotton's going to freak the hell out. Break her heart. And try to leave and break her heart. Mm -hmm. Or he will learn to love her or something will happen and they'll find a they'll find a way to stay together a witch and a human um he'll get over it but he she she got in she had feelings when she shouldn't have Mm -hmm. she ideally with these spells you want to use these people for a specific reason and you know she was supposed to dude she loves him yeah she loves him hard i want to see that reception the wedding reception the wedding reception who do you think is invited john yeah, and maybe Mary? Question mark? Maybe Mary. But what did they do at reception?s They dance. Bobby. 
<laughs> Do you dance? That was an incredible transition. I tried. And with that, I don't dance like you do, but the reason we're <laughs> mentioning it, guys, we have something really cool and exciting for you at home. This is serious. This is actually a cool thing. Uh, it is called Dance Battle America. It is ABC's newest competition special. I think you've heard of ABC. I think you've also heard of uh-huh. Maria Menounos. Yeah. Founder of AfterBuzz, host on E! Or how about Julianne Huff from Dancing with Dancing the Stars? With stars. So She's fantastic. She's here's the deal. So there's, super sweet. There's a new ABC special. It is called Dance Dance Battle America. Uh, the past couple of years over the holiday seasons, if you're new to AfterBuzz, maybe you're not familiar with what AfterBuzz does besides things like Salem, um, they do, Julianne and Maria did these dance battles, and they were on like Twitter and YouTube and all this stuff. Instagram. You took it started on Instagram. And you danced in these things. I was part of the original, and I still dance in them, And they're yes. like marathons, essentially. In a way, yeah. yeah. And there are these dance battles and stuff. Every so, big holiday. Yeah. We so, dish them out. We'd be awesome. So Marissa Serafini, the one celebrity involved. <laughs> no. But no, people like Kate Hudson, Amber Riley. I know you're – who else? Uh, Kurt Russell has been part of them. Wow. Cara DeLevine. Oh. Has, like big names. Derek Huff. I mean, God, we have to get all the Dancing with the Stars people in this. That's kind of cool. So this yeah. blew up. So the last couple of years, last couple of holiday seasons, this has blown up to the point where ABC is now doing a special Dance Battle America. Mm-hmm. You guys at home can now get involved. This is the reason why you're telling you on this on this show right now. Go to DanceBattleAmericaCasting.com for more information. You can submit a video, essentially a video audition pretty much. Uh, if yeah. you get submitted, if you get chosen, you can come to L.A. and compete on the show. That's pretty damn cool. It's awesome. And they're super, super fun. It's just an amazing time to have fun with friends, family, and even have the opportunity to maybe be on national television. Hey, man, ABC, Network TV, it's legit. So Dance Battle awesome. America, DanceBattleAmericaCasting.com. Also, social media, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Hashtag Dance Battle ABC. Yeah, I'd love to see all your dances. What's your move? My move? Oh, too many. Don't excuse me. <laughs> excuse I can't me. pick just one. You're gonna have to watch all the dance battle wars videos that I've done humble, in the past. Humble Marissa over here. Excuse me, guys. Just Too saying. many. Didn't know just too saying. many was a move. Just, just, just look it up. Just look it up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Anything else about this episode that you really love? My thing is, this is a key scene. Yeah. The very end, where we had the whole exorcism going down with. Little Junior. Little John Junior. John Junior. What was that? Uh, what was that? Okay, we get the whole conversation that he's possessed. We need to exercise him because the devil's in him. And then Con's like, oh, no, he's a little boy. He's fine. And then, yeah, obviously he's possessed with the whole 360 head turning completely exorcist. Completely. Not only is it ripped from exorcist. It's, it's so ripped. It's so frustrating. It's un, It's lazy, right? It's lazy. It's unimaginative. It's not original. Yeah, it's just... And I know it feels like Have we're criticizing... Have a in the air or something. <laughs> Shoot. And I know it feels like we're criticizing both sides against the middle with this. Because on one side, they do that original sex scene in the stars. We criticize the hell out of that. Mm-hmm. On the other side, they do the ripped exorcism head turn. We criticize the hell out of that. But both those extremes are examples. Either extreme sucked they sucked <laughs> they really sucked yeah and like we knew john jr was possessed he's always been possessed i hate this freaking kid kill him just kill him just kill him i'm done with this freaking kid if it were my way but he's the sacrifice to the ground right so he has to stick around listen if it were my way here's how it goes down 
John kills John Jr., then John kills Mary, then John kills Von Marburg, whatever, who cares about her. Then John, Cotton, and Anne get an apartment in the city, they call it Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place, and they have a spinoff. <laughs> that was already a sitcom. <laughs> right. Interesting. No good? What, no, what's the sitcom in that? It was called Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. It was about two dudes and a girl who had a pizza place in a city. It was like a TGIF sitcom. And how like, long did that last? Oh, like a season or two. Yeah. Like this. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I, will, I was just upset because it was too predictable. I wasn't surprised at the end. But I, I was more disturbed by the whole Von Marburg and John Jr. The kiss? The kiss. Yeah. And the bathtub scene at the beginning of the episode. And everything. Was, just, just everything. It's just another situation where the mother kisses the son, but they're not mother and son. This more like head witch to little witch. I don't even know what to call it. That's I don't the know thing. About him, man. I don't even know what to call it. Uh, basically, if if I can wrap this up in a bow what we want is less crap and more cotton and ann yes yeah yes and you and me when cool. they they were talking they, they were getting some proposal we we're like just get it on oh dude yeah totally it's like the sexual tension was through the roof just get it on in real life not that imaginary dream sex whatever yeah, no that it's Anne just had. like take me on the table right now yeah for sure because we know we know cotton's down gloriana y'all Cotton is down. Mm-hmm. Cotton is down. Literally. <laughs> Literally. You did it this week. And <laughs> <laughs> that was not me. All right. Um, overall, oh, there was a one moment where they said the line, have your cake and eat it too. Yes. And we both questioned, was that line phrase used back during that time? And Bobby, you had some interesting things to say it, about that. It was. Okay, so this have your cake and eat it too, what scene was it in again? Um, it was right after Sebastian talking to Mary and all that. So that Happiness, thing, cleave, heed, and all that. So I think we got them conflated because we thought that Marie Antoinette's Let Them Eat Cake was in the 1770s or something, 1780s. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. the French Revolution. It was 1780s. Um, but Have Your Cake and Eat It too dated back to what, 1538? 1538. So this was... By Thomas, Duke of Norfolk. So we were going to clown on them for getting it wrong, but they got it right. It was a phrase that was recognized. Again, I don't know I if, think they looked out, <laughs> honestly. I don't know I think if, they yeah. originally wrote that line, and then fortunately it did... <laughs> Happened to be before that time. I'm real doubtful that that would have been a colloquialism that common to be in the New World in 1692. Some of the stuff they say is a little bizarre, and that was one of them that kind of gets your ear up, and you're like, did I hear that? Yeah. You know, really? Uh, one character I want to talk about that we didn't real quick, Hawthorne. Creeper. Hawthorne. Go away. Seriously. Dude. Literally ruining her and popping her happy bubble. Just horny. He's horny as hell. He is. She just got married. Or... No, it was before they got married, and he went into Anne's house saying how asshole of him, saying that <laughs> Cotton was dead when we know he wasn't. It felt very Romeo and Juliet to me. Did Should Cotton have punched Hawthorne and or killed him? Yeah, yeah. I was saying Cotton just storm into the house, clock him out, give him, like just knock the crap out of him. You're kind of scaring me. Well, that's what it should have happened. <laughs> You're Cotton! Like- Fight for your woman. No, he did fight. He fought with his mind instead of his fist. Hawthorne Hawthorne proved himself to be a a sniveling little, you know, 
B-I-T-C-H. And he, Can't you say it? He, <laughs> this is a mature show. <laughs> this is a mature show. Hawthorne proved to be a little bitch. Okay? Yeah. He did. He's a wimp. We knew he was mm-hmm. a wimp. Yeah, because he's human. Well, yeah, Which that's is true. sad. I mean, we love Cotton because he's also a human, but he's also... Hawthorne is the other human that doesn't... His only power is his legit seat of authority at the town. That's it. He has the law backing him. He doesn't have anything else backing him. Mm-hmm. And now he has nobody backing him because I assume Von Marburg is going to do something terrible to him when he's in there kissing her feet. Ugh, Come on, dude. Nasty. You're not going to get any. You're not going to get what you oh. want. You are you are sniffing around, no pun intended, you are sniffing around in an area you have no business being in. And you notice Von Marburg, her in her garters, is like, okay. Mm-hmm. She's showing a little something-something. She's playing the game. Mm-hmm, totally. She's playing the game. He thinks he's playing a game, but his game is not in the same ballpark as hers. It's not that, the, it's not that they're <laughs> unmatched opponents in the, on the same playing field. He's in a different ballpark. He's, he's reaching. He's in the kiddie pool. He has no idea. <laughs> he's reaching. And if I will be surprised. I want to see him die. Because of how hateful he is and how spiteful he is, we as an audience, it is owed to us to see him die. Mm-hmm. So I, he won't be, you know, next episode won't come up and it'll say, you know, oh, Hawthorne disappeared and the last we saw him is Von Mar and we assume he dies. We're going to see him die. I want to see that next week. I need to see that next week. Someone has to die because till death do us part who parted us. Nobody. Nobody important. Exactly. I want to see... Such a misnamer. <laughs> All I want to see is love and death. I just want to see death. <laughs> well, no, I do want to see love. I rescind that comment. Okay. All right. Let's get to predictions. I have nothing else more to say. Neither do I. And now... You're after Buzz TV predictions. Do I troll you on these predictions, or do I make real predictions? You you make real predictions. Okay, go for it. I was going to troll you about Tittaba. I predict I'm going to stick she's with my dying. She's going to die. I was going to troll you and go the other way that she's going to be the last one standing. <gasps> you know what? I'll do that. That's no. fine. I'm going to take that prediction right now because I'm going to troll all of you. I think that, A, seriously, Sebastian and Mercy are going to link up, and I think they're going to work against Countess von Marburg. B, a little more trolly, I think Tituba is going to be the last person standing. Don't know how, don't know why, don't know when, but Tituba is going to make it out alive and start a new coven of witches Just now. down the road. Yeah. No. Why do I say that? Because this show would pull some shit like that. That's why I say that. I can see them going off the rails in that way. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember, season one and two, Tidba has done nothing up until this point. Why give her an important story now? Why Just do any story end that they do on a a story like that where they're probably not even going to get the chance to flesh that out? The, why do any story that they do? Why do you do Mary with any relationship that she has? It's not being sold out. I'm thinking. They don't do a very good job selling a lot of stories to us. I think the Tidba one would be another yeah. example. Okay. I think Sebastian's going to turn. He may... I, I don't want to... Contest is obviously going to die in some way, but I'm debating who's going to kill her. I don't want to say it's going to be Mary anymore. I want to say Sebastian. What if it's Hawthorne? No. He's not powerful enough to take down. Okay. I, w- I would find it interesting because we see this whole relationship between mother and son relationship and witches and how important that bond is. What if the son turns on the mother? In both cases, Sebastian and John Jr. Yeah. 
I mean, that would be fantastic. <laughs> that would be interesting to watch. Yeah, that's my prediction. All right. Thank you all for listening. Bobby, where can everyone keep following you? Uh, Twitter at Bobby DeMuro. And you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those fun places at AfterBuzzTV. Remember, check out PodcastOne.com. Give us a nice, fun survey. Fill that out. Let us know how we're doing. And then also check out Dance Battles. It's going to be awesome. That will be awesome. I'm really excited for that. Thank you all for listening. We will see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.